1: and welcome everybody to another episode of pulse of finn's nation we are back after a week off i was on vacations in texas uh spending some time with my fiance's family was a wonderful time everybody had a good time so we are back now we are ready to talk about the miami dolphins uh, for better or for worse like if you listen to my first episode of finn's nation on monday you know that i am not in a particularly good mood when it comes to this team but I will go ahead and I'll break all that down as we get going. Once again, if you're listening to this live, we are very happy to have you here. Make sure you leave a comment below. Use the super chat if you want to send us a quick donation, and also if you want to make sure that your comment is highlighted, guaranteed. And of course, if you're listening to this on the 3 Yards Per Carry podcast feed, you can get it wherever you get your podcast. and also make sure you join OnlyFins, only $3 a month for some of the best Dolphins talk on the internet. It's probably the only place that you should even spend your time, because Twitter (laughs) is a very dangerous place to be nowadays, especially if you are a Dolphins fan. So we'll get into all that in just a moment. First, want to make sure that we mention that we actually have some new sponsors. So we're going to go ahead and highlight today. So the first one is Factor. You guys have probably heard of Factor before, pre-based meal plans that you guys can get some awesome, delicious food and also be able to get some healthy food as a part of it as well. Very important that you can get your health in there. The guys at the 3 Yards Per Carry podcast have a dedicated page over there. So go to factormeals.com slash 3 Yards Per Carry 50 Make sure you have to put the numbers there. So you have to put the number three yards per carry, the number five and the number zero. You type all that in as a promo code and you will get 50% off your first order of factor. So awesome, good food for you to try out. And we also have as a new sponsor, Black Coral Rum, which I think a lot of us probably could have used a lot of that after the game on Sunday. Black Coral Rum is a rum that is distinctly Florida. If you want to learn more about it, you can go to SteelTieSpirits.com. That's S-T-E-E-L. T-I-E-S-P-I-R-I-T-S dot com. Black Coral Rum, a rum that is distinctly Florida. All right. So we'll go ahead and uh let's get started about this. Ron, I'm gonna go ahead and just start with you because you are the only one who is not available for post-game because Duke and I were there, we were watching it and reacting to it live, and we were not happy, understandably so. So just your first your first initial thoughts on everything that went down i'll i'll, I'll rebut eventually i'll go on my little tirade it's mostly going to be uh, rehashing what i already talked about on monday but i just wanted to get your thoughts uh, did you even watch the game like did you turn it off halfway like i did and i just went through only fins to get the updates of the game as it went along from there or what did you sit through and suffer with it the whole way
2: no i sat through and suffered with it of course as i as i always do cuz I'm a glutton for punishment or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> not, had nothing better to do. All of those things. Uh, if We didn't get to do a show last week. So people wouldn't have been very happy with me. The listeners wouldn't have been happy. As people in uh, OnlyFans were not happy with me when I said last week, Monday, maybe it was Tuesday. I think I waited a day to let people enjoy their victory Monday after the Cowboys win. I said we were not going to beat Baltimore. We are not on the same Plain as Baltimore. We're just not in that realm. That's we're not there. And, uh, you know, I believe that to be true. And I think that showed itself out for sure. Unfortunately, we're just, we're just not on the same level with that team. Doesn't mean we're not a good team. There's all kinds of different levels of teams, right? Um, we're just not, we're just not with that team. That That's, that's a different team right now for sure. And we're not there, we're not close to there, in my opinion, as far as being at that level yet. Uh and of course we only have one game left in the season. So when I say yet, I mean for this season, we're just we're just not, you know, there. Now, if you play Baltimore multiple times, can we beat them sometimes? Yeah, because it's the NFL and week to week it, it, it changes. But mostly I kind of saw what I expected. Another thing I kept mentioning in OnlyFans was the spread I could not understand why that spread was only three why why Baltimore was only getting three three and a half and how it never really jumped up to four and a half to five um, like it should have I don't, I don't know what it was that the betters were seeing Vegas was seeing the sharps were seeing because they didn't raise that they didn't push that number up at all we should have because I was I kept saying all week I really am shocked that that number is and keep getting higher and higher so I just really I I, be, I guess to be honest with you I just really I'm disappointed obviously I would have liked to have better showing but I was not
1: in the least bit surprised by what I saw I am not surprised either and and to be fair anybody who was watching pregame when we were here on the network. We were all saying, all three of us, me, Eric, and, and Ethan Skolnick, we all said the same thing. Baltimore is going to win this game. But we thought they would at least be competitive. We at least thought that Miami would be able to keep it close, to be able to be respectable, to be able to say – because we kept it close with the Eagles, that is little speaking. We kept it close with the Chiefs. We kept it close – well, we didn't keep it close with Buffalo. I take it back. And the only reason we lost to Tennessee was because, I don't know, a complete, utter meltdown yeah teams.
2: that's a completely different reason like we're, we're way we were way more talented than Tennessee. that was just one of those games, but yeah, but the Baltimore man they're on a they're on a different level than us we have to okay, do, but the, if that's it, the
1: case, but see here's the problem, Ron, and this is where most of my frustration comes in when it comes to this team. If they're so just undeniably superior to us, if we do not even belong in the same sentence that we're not even fit to lick their boots. Then we might as well just give them the Super Bowl trophy now. We, oh, we I mean, they're, even they're, play they're the my playoffs. pick for this.
2: They're my pick for the Super Bowl. I mean, it's not even close.
1: I, I they're my pick for the Super Bowl, hundred percent, absolutely. But that just screams surrender. Like we give up. Like it's not even well, worth we're not playing anymore. Playing,
2: we're not the ones playing the game, man. We're the ones analyzing our team and and the teams they have to play in the NFL in general. So we're just giving our opinion on what we're seeing. The surrender, the, we don't, it doesn't really matter if we quote unquote surrender or not. We're not playing the game. The the dolphins are, I don't want the dolphins to surrender. I mean, heck, they got a chance to, you know, win this week, knock Buffalo out of the playoffs, even, uh, et cetera. So, um, you know, we still have a shot here, have a shot at a home, have a shot at the division, have a shot at a home field, um, in a game in the playoffs, and if not, we're headed to KC, and KC is not exactly the team they were. They're not near as the, they're not like Baltimore or anything. They may not even be as good as Buffalo, honestly. Um, so you know, we got a shot here to still win a playoff game, which we haven't done in 23 years. But uh, we we faced the the wrong team at the wrong time.
3: As simple as that.
1: Duke I see I see
3: a I see a smile on your
1: face. What are you, what
3: are you I was a uh, smile at Aaron's comment there. So um I I am going to be honest about this uh, because I'm not I'm not sure what this means. Um you guys I've known you guys for the better part of a decade or more. Um the Tennessee loss um it 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 hurt. Um Unbelievably bad. Um, We've had bad losses in the past. I was over this game pretty much by the time post-game show ended. Like, I I did not, it it did not linger with me. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, if I'm just calloused. But uh, it didn't bother me. Normally, like I said, the Tennessee week, I, I shut down pretty much everything Dolphins. I was like, I don't want to read about anything. I don't want to hear about anything. i want to wait till the weekend, get prepared for the game. Um, this one didn't bother me. And I, I don't know if it's because I expected a loss. I don't know if it's just because again, just being callous and well, same old Dolphins kind of nature that we kind of expect. But, uh, <clears throat> but uh yeah, I, I've I've moved on. I've moved on to the next game, and I said in a I said in another thread that, um, and I think I said uh, on the post game show that uh, it, it's almost like a this, this game has to be the way it is because it's a a catharsis. The Dolphins need to uh, beat the Bills. Uh, to, to, and I think on the post game, I used the Ric Flair quote, to be the man, you've got to beat the man. Um, and, and the other analogy I used was uh, the George McFly and Biff Tannen. Like this needs to be the Dolphins George McFly moment where he says to uh, Biff, quote, get your damn hands off her, unquote, and punches them and knocks them out. And uh, I don't think Sunday's game had any, any bearing on anything other than just, it didn't give them the one seed again. I don't know how to explain it. It just did not have the effect on me that it normally does. So um, comfortably numb. I like it. Um, So, yeah, I I mean, I'm, I've moved on. I, I was, I was ready to move on, you know, like I said, minutes after the post game show ended. So, It it was what it was. We lost. We looked bad. There were some injuries. That's bad. I'm the Buffalo.
1: I'll say this. I envy your ability to move on as quickly as you did because I'm still upset. I still still feel like that this speaks to a larger problem within the DNA of the team.
3: That's not normally the case. That's that's what I'm trying to make. After every loss this season, you know – Come in, come in on Tuesday. I think Tuesday after the Titans game was pretty hard. Ron and I had that show, and we kind of talked ourselves into it. Um, but normally, it's I'm, I'm down for a couple of days, and then I'm like, all right, well, we moved on. Now it's it's middle of the week, and then I can start looking ahead to the next game and and things. I wasn't. I was over it. So I don't know. That that's my take on this game. I don't think there's anything really to take from this game other than. Baltimore is just in a different class pretty much than everybody right now. Like Ron said, um, they, they outclass the Dolphins. They outclass the 49ers. I think if you put them against any team, if you put them against Buffalo, if you put them against any team in their division, if you put them against any division leading or playoff team in the NFC, I think they outclass them. Maybe the scores are not quite so ugly, but they're just outclassing people right now. They are a hot team. They're just really good. And they're just they're better than Miami. It's okay to say that. And uh I don't think it other than the injuries, it has anything to do with what's going to happen this Sunday. I think the Dolphins have a really good chance to uh rebound and and um and and make a statement. Now, a lot of us will have doubts, but you know, it is what it is. But here's my problem, Duke.
1: And, Ron, you, I, you, maybe you have an opinion on this as well, because I've mentioned this before, and I said it on Monday. This is where I feel like the DNA of the team is too far in one direction. The Dolphins can talk all they want about not being a finesse team, that they're not a cute team, but that's, that's their DNA. They're speed-based. They are timing-based. They are anticipation-based. They are not physical as much as they want to be. They want to act like they are. They are not. They are entirely based on being faster than everybody else. They are They are the Flash of the NFL. But here's the problem. You have Superman on the other side. And nine times out of ten. I don't care how fast Flash can run. Unless he does something miraculous that increases his strength. You don't beat Superman with raw speed. You can't. It doesn't work. So you need that power. You need that physicality. I said it before, just like the Ravens and pretty much every team that Miami has lost to, aside from Tennessee, which that had no business being a loss. Every time they've lost, it's been to a team that is entirely based on I'm going to punch you in the mouth, laugh at you about it, and then punch you again and put you on the floor, laugh at you again, and then I'll step on your throat and choke you until you die. That's the kind of team that the Ravens are. That was the kind of team that the Eagles were. That's the kind of team that the Chiefs kind of built themselves up to be this year, at least on defense. They just stifle their opponents with raw physicality and brute strength. And every time the Dolphins have gone up a team against a team like that, they have lost. And whether it was close or not, this time it was not. That's been the common denominator. They lose to teams that like to be brutal. And so I I think that they can beat Buffalo if they're at home at Hard Rock. I think they can. But it's not going to be an easy game because the Buffalo Bills are still the Buffalo Bills. And Miami still has that one glaring weakness. Buffalo is going to want to punch them in the mouth, especially now that they smell blood in the water. So what is Miami going to do to counter that? Are they going to be able to punch back or are they going to try and run around their opponents again? I don't think it's going to work if they try that again. It are, We already tried it in Buffalo. It didn't work. They need to play hard nose And if they don't, then Buffalo's going to win the division. They have to have an answer this time, and I don't know if Mike McDaniel has one. I'll let anybody else comment.
2: <laughs> cliche, 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 bullcrap, Lewis. Oh, Every team that goes out and gets their ass kicked, goes and says, we're not physical.
1: We got pushed around. Ron, Every team is that there, goes
2: and kicks someone's is, ass says, gets their, do you think Denver didn't get pushed around and get their ass kicked when they lost to us 70 to 20? You think okay. all these teams we've been freaking boat racing didn't get pushed around? By our offensive line, do you think that these teams that, that we racked up five, six, seven, eight sacks on didn't they get were, pushed around and out? They physical? were terrible teams, though, Ron. That was the whole Put narrative. Get away, bro. I'm so tired of hearing that crap. Not from you necessarily, just from everybody. When you get your butt kicked, you get out physical in football. Period. End of story. When we you ran the Broncos. Somebody, You you out-physical that team. This is a physical game. It's the NFL. That's just the way it is. It's such a tired cliche. I'm so tired of hearing about it. I would hear about it when we had Brian Flores as our head coach, and we would get crushed about how we were out physical. We're not physical. We're not good enough to beat Baltimore. Because how many times did Baltimore wreck us when Flores was our coach? And supposedly we were such a physical team. But then we would face Buffalo, get crushed. Face Baltimore, get crushed. You know what I mean? We're just not we're just not as good as these teams. It's nothing to do with, oh, they're so much more physical than us. You know, come on, man.
0: Wrong. Seriously,
2: it's enough of that. It's seriously, it's enough with that crap, Dolphins fans. It's enough saying that same old tired cliche BS. Like, I'm so overhearing it.
1: Okay. But is there, am I incorrect in the pattern? Every team no, we've lost but, against, the, what? Their DNA is what? Because bro, there are teams every, that are based. You're
2: not listening to what I'm saying, Lewis. I know what you're NML saying. I get. Game, when someone gets wrecked they were out physical dude that's that's the nfl ron yes it is the about. nfl, the NFL is
1: a the nfl is a physical game of is a physical game by nature yes yeah, that, exactly. is uh, uh, that is w- correct that is correct we've, won, but we've there-
2: won 11 games this year you don't think we could play physical in those 11 wins come on man seriously but like, you know football okay. better than this enough of this let's let's ron, Let's be better than, than Twitter analysis about how we're not physical. Cause that's, that's what you're giving us right now with that. I'm just, I'm so tired of hearing that cliche. It's just, it's so old. It's so old, man. It's like, that's not the reason football is about game plan and execution. Both teams have talent. Miami has talent. Baltimore has talent. What coaches put their players in the right spots at the right times? And did the players execute when the play was right? Did the players execute? Did they or did they not? That is what the NFL is about. All these guys are are physical as hell. Every single one of these players. Tyreek Hill, you don't think he's physical? Yeah, he's fast, but he's physical, man. All these guys are. They're all ripped. Fast, like strong as hell players. Tyreek gets pushed off
1: by physical corners. You have to run past them.
2: Everyone in the NFL is physical. Sometimes you bring your A game and sometimes you don't. Period. End of story. It's just the way it is. It's just, it's, you know, it's just, it's just tiresome, man. Hearing that, it's just tiresome. Like we're a physical team. Everyone in the NFL is physical, man. It's, it's it's nothing to do with that. That every time we lose, oh, we were out physical. Yeah. Every NFL team that gets crushed by the other NFL team get out physical. Guess who guess who got guess who got pushed around two weeks ago? The San Francisco 49ers, a team that most people would consider an extremely physical team, got freaking pushed all around the field by San Fran. Right? And I bet you if you go into the San Fran chats, you start hearing about Oh, you know, they they're just too finesse on offense with McCaffrey. Like you saw I bet you can hear all that bull crap, dude. It's it's frustrating. I'm sorry, I'm not I don't mean to dump on you, Lewis, but you brought it up. <laughs> it's just so, frustrating to okay. hear that kind of talk. I mean, just bottom line, we weren't good enough yesterday and I don't think our team in general is good enough. Yet to hang with a team as good as Baltimore, but in my opinion, Baltimore is going to win the Super Bowl running away unless they face some kind of major injury. So, so we're just not there yet. We just have to admit that. I, I like what what um, Duke said. Like he was over it by the end of the post game show. Man, I was over it by the middle of the fourth quarter. Like I had already moved on. I just had. I, I just. I don't. I didn't feel like this. Oh, we got out physical. We got out physical. Like I. I just. And I just I just don't believe in that in the NFL. I don't. Now I believe it when you're when you're P State or whatever the hell that that college is, and they go play Bama or something. Yeah, then you get out physical, man. Then you get pushed around.
1: But this is the NFL. They, everyone has talent, and everyone's physical. Everybody has talent. Everybody is physical. There are teams. Do you deny this, Ron? That there are teams that build their core designed. For, is Miami built to be a power football team or a finesse football team?
2: They're uh, a team for speed. I don't believe okay. in
1: the. I don't believe in the cliche of finesse.
2: Is there some that have speed and they and they game plan around that speed, and there's some that don't, so they have to work around. However, they work or, work you know the game. So maybe they're going to go out there and get some big old giant huge uh linemen and just try and blow holes to 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 run the ball because they're a power running we're a zone team right we zone block we don't power block for the most part right but and then also in the nfl everybody has a mixture of it there is nobody that runs all power or anybody that runs all zone even miami like we're not we're one of the best running teams in the nfl i promise you that isn't because we have weak-ass linemen that can't push people off their spot. I promise you that, brother. I promise you that. No, I'm aware of it. It gets old. I'm not trying to be rude or mean or anything. (laughs) It's just that that gets old. Let's let's do better. Let's just do a little better uh, of trying to describe what happens to Miami in these situations. I think Miami cowers in big situations. Now, that could be more of a personality thing. Personality of the coach, personality of some of the people on the team, personality of Tua. Now, that's a real conversation to have. But none of that to me is about we get out physical. Like, I just, I just don't believe that. I also don't believe that watching a, a quarterback like Lamar Jackson run around with the speed and quickness he has and kill you with that has anything to do without physicaling anybody as well. So think about that when we sit there and say Baltimore is, quote unquote, so physical.
1: Okay, there are teams that design their offenses and their defenses around the idea of being stronger than you, bigger than you. And as by the way, as for finesse, let me just let me just pull up the dictionary definition of finesse. Okay, and tell me this doesn't sound like Miami, intricate and refined delicacy. In a way, if you want to use it in another way, orchestral playing of great finesse to do something in a subtle and delicate manner. That's Miami's offense. It's timing. Oh. It's a precise, super yeah, precise route running. Base. It doesn't well, work otherwise. My, I understand,
2: my, but that, my, that's my more of a choice of style, execution, and design based off the talent that we have. Right. So awesome. they that are
1: basically. a finesse offense. They okay, are, so, if they if they are not perfect with their routes, if they are not perfect with their conditioning, no, if they true. are not perfect with their timing, no one in the, NFL the offense gets thrown off. Yeah, no, okay. one, uh, yeah, so no one in the NFL
2: every, every, every defensive player at the line is trying to bump every wide receiver in the NFL every freaking game, Lewis. This isn't an issue that's just a Miami Dolphins issue. That is what every single time you hear about these, if you have linebackers getting up close on tight ends and you're trying to, you're trying to push them off their route. When you have cornerbacks or safeties up on wide receivers, you're trying to do what? You're trying to be physical with them to throw them off their route. This isn't something that suddenly only teams that play Miami have magically discovered to do in the NFL. This is something that, that, defenses have been trying to do the offenses for as long as this game, as long as they've been throwing the ball forward in the NFL, man. Like it's not, it's not some kind of like thing. That's just only a Miami Dolphins thing. And I'm sorry, I interrupted you, Duke. You were trying to get a word in edgewise there.
3: Uh I'm just going to say Miami is, is uh fifth in rushing yards in the league. So
1: I'm I mean, not saying that, but I'm not but Duke, I'm not going to say that them being able to rush the football as a result of how physical they are. Again, they are based on making sure that everything is being executed properly. And if they are a, whatever, their zone blocking
3: scheme, okay, their job is not to just blow holes in the offense. But again, you got to think, look at what Miami does. Now, Miami's scheme does not utilize a lot of running between the tackles. They use a lot of, uh, they use a lot of uh, wide running schemes. A lot of it hasn't worked in recent weeks, but, there were some big runs in this game that hit because guys like River Craycraft, um, Robbie Chosen. Um, there was one run that a Chan had that went for 40-some yards. You had Julian Hill, an undrafted rookie tight end, Durham Smythe. Uh, go look at the fantasy rankings every week, and Durham Smythe is always like the 80th tight end or something. They know they're not going to throw to him. But they're out there doing the dirty work and getting those blocks on the edges. And they're not asking these guys, say, hey, we're asking you to block some little, you know, 150 pound corner out there. These guys are cracking down on linebackers. They're cracking down on defensive ends and they're doing it well. Um,
2: you don't do that without being physical.
3: You don't do that without being physical. And you also have to realize Miami's had one game this year, I think, where all five starting offensive linemen played. Um, I think they all five. Nope. Nope. There was only one game. And that was actually half of a game. And that was the Denver game. So when Miami's starting offensive line played, Miami scored 70 points. So, um, and look, and and if you look at other teams, like there are several teams, I think, including Buffalo, that they've not had a lot of injuries on the offensive line. Philadelphia hasn't had a lot of injuries on the offensive line. So, The places where – and Miami has been, for the most part, they've been fairly tough defensively. This week was not, but um, I don't know what Baltimore ran for. I don't think it was necessarily a huge number, but uh, Miami has been fairly tough up the middle. Now, a lot of that is they play light boxes because they're playing a lot of – they're not playing a lot of heavy fronts, and I think they did that this week. Um, But, you know – The issue, and I said this post-game, and as far as the physicality, it's it's going to be hard in today's NFL to routinely out physical teams, particularly on offense, well, especially on offense, because, number one, the offensive line talent is just not there across the league. Miami's starting five offensive line, And granted, you can say what you want to about their injuries and all of that. Connor Williams didn't miss a snap last year. Robert Hunt didn't miss I think He had missed one snap all of last year. He didn't miss a snap his entire career up until this year. Okay. So, well, I mean, he may have, he may have taken, like they may have taken him out or something, whatever. I mean, so these are two guys that that missed games that were not expected to miss games. You kind of expect that with, uh, you know, Armstead. Uh, Jackson missed time only originally only because of the, the Jets game where he got kicked out. Um, so teams just do not have eight and nine offensive line deep teams anymore. They don't have that. They just don't have the talent across the board. And you can look at it with, with any team. I mean, look at look at Dallas. a a team with a traditionally strong offensive line that have been run heavy most of Dak's career. um, And Miami beat them up. Um, I mean, they didn't run the ball well at all. Um, They sacked him four times. Um, I think that was one of the most pressure. I think he was under pressure for like every other drop back. So credit to him for being able to only for escaping those sacks. But, the offensive line talent is just not there across the league and Miami's playing with backups they're playing with you know uh, Liam Aikenberg's a high pick and he does okay but you got Lester Cotton and Robert Jones as undrafted players i don't care who you are you're just not going to go into it with a team like baltimore with any team with a tough offensive, with tough defensive front that's philadelphia that's um kansas city that's san francisco that's dallas Um, and expect to just thrive offensively against those teams when the guys you're starting up front are backups. So moving forward, I don't know what availability is going to be there this week for Robert Hunt or any of the offensive linemen, but if they can get most of the guys back, so you're you're going to have a backup guard regardless, and you're going to have a backup center regardless, you're just going to have to make do. And unfortunately, that means you're not going to be as effective as you want to be. Um, So that's, you know, it all basically starts up front. And right now, that's where Miami's the weakest is on the offensive line. It was a strength earlier in the season when Miami was putting up 40 points a game at home. Offensive line was the strength. As soon as the offensive line got weaker and weaker and weaker, what did we see? We saw. The points come down. We saw closer games. We saw, yeah, they beat up on the Jets because the Jets are sorry. But the game against Dallas, tough off, tough front. Look at what the Bills did to Dallas. They beat them pretty soundly at home. That's what Miami should have done. If Miami's starting offensive line is in there, I think they beat Dallas forty to twenty. I think they have the talent to do so. They just couldn't get things done because that's where the toughness begins. And so, unfortunately for M- Miami, for the rest of this year, we are stuck with what we have. There is no magic solution out there that they can just, hey, let's call this guy. He's going to come off the street and, um, and solve the offensive line problems. And even then, Liam Eikenberg, he's played hurt. He went down in this game for a little bit. So it's going to have to be a situation where they're just going to have to either grind it out and play above their talent level or they're going to have to change something else. I don't know what that change is. I That's way beyond my pay grade. That's where I would go with the toughness. It's just Miami was a physical team early in the season when they had their starting offensive line there or they had the majority of their starting offensive line there. And they just don't now. And with that came some of that toughness or physicality, I should say.
1: I mean, it's all... Part and partial the same thing. Like whether you call it physicality or toughness, it it does start up front. You're right about that, and the, I understand that the talent level right now at the offensive line it's not there. So we have the so again we still have the playoffs. We already punched our playoff ticket. It is a question of who do we end up playing and where. So Miami has the talent on offense to beat anybody. We already know this, but. At some point, you have to come up with an answer. You it, it, whether, And Ron, I, I understand what you're telling me, okay? It's not like I'm just ignoring you and you're, I'm just letting it go in one ear and out the other. I understand what you're telling me. Every, every team has to have physicality to some degree. But there are teams that in the NFL, there are teams that are known as just being tougher, stronger. Baltimore is one of them. Philly is one of them. We lost to both. There are a lot of teams that are known for different things. There are a lot of teams that are known. Billy for... didn't
2: look so tough playing Arizona, did they?
1: No, they didn't. And, that, and, and I'm sure and that we see it.
2: Buffalo go out and be tough. And then all of a sudden, what? I mean, I mean, they kind of escaped against New England.
1: Yeah, they did.
0: And, and they really
2: was... escaped against the Chargers. They're lucky they didn't w- lose that game. They should have lost to Washington. They really should have lost to the Giants. I, I mean, Dude, it's a game-by-game situation. It's
1: a game-by-game thing.
2: It's execution. It's game plan.
1: Okay, but and, why? But hold, you know hold what on. I mean? Hold on, though. Hold on. So what is it about playing these good teams, these teams we that could are— We beat Baltimore what? twice in a row
2: until this game, by the way. We had beat Baltimore the last two times. And in fact, the time before when we faced them. Yes, I remember. That.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for 1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for 2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: That's way quote unquote out physical them, but we really didn't we ran a bunch of zero, and Lamar Jackson didn't know what the hell he was doing. Why? Because they just didn't plan for it well. They didn't have any way around it. Was it because Lamar Jackson's a bad quarterback, or that Baltimore well, wasn't Lamar, a team? Lamar Jackson has the had game a better game plan and executed better than they did in that game.
1: Ron, the it, first the first win that we had against Baltimore, yes, you're right. The zero defense worked. The second yeah. time, Lamar Jackson ran all over us, literally. Yeah, but we, and still won, and we still won the game, by the we, way. It took a Herculean effort by but Tua and Tyreek and Jalen Waddle to get that win. But that still, was on offense, not the we defense. We still won the game. We you still know, we won still, the game. We still won the game. And man. we still won the game. Yes, that is correct. Yeah that is it's about it's it's about
2: execution and game plan when you have talented players and they have talented players it's
1: about execution and game plan okay so again though why is it if if it's all about execution and game plan and it's all about just what you're why what is it about these other teams that miami has lost against that for some bizarre reason all of that Magic, all of that ability to execute, all of that ability to do everything right and be on time and be on point and make sure that everything is timing correctly. All that seems to disappear as soon as you face a team on your level. Well, I'd say,
2: that the, I'd say Miami's biggest question, and I asked this like last night just kind of to myself, why is it when Miami starts to play bad a little bit or things start to not go their way, they have a tendency to unravel? That has nothing to do with physicality. That again might go to the personalities of the team and the coaching staff more than anything. Why does it seem that they start to unravel in these situations as the game progresses and it seems like it's not going their way? They can't seem to hang on to it, and they unravel. That that there is nothing in that question that is answered with. Well, we got out physical. No, we didn't get out physical. We keep we have a tendency to unravel and kind of fall apart. And again, I said before that might be a tendency the personality of
1: the team. But Ron, it has to start somewhere. What cause yeah. like it, the game always starts at zero zero. We don't have a twenty one point yeah, handicap but as it we give to give the other to team.
2: Progress to where the other team starts to get up on us. We tend to unravel. That has nothing to do with getting out physical. I don't have an answer for that. The team has to have an answer for that. They're the ones that have to answer that question. I don't know why it's happening. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not, uh, I have no intimate knowledge of what the game plans are or any conversations with the players or the coaches. So they're the ones that have to figure out why is it that when you start off in a game and you look like you're on their level and then a few things don't go your way, you get down a little bit and you have a tendency to unravel and can't seem to hang hang on for the most part. Now it hasn't always been that way. Like the KC game, they started to get boat raced and then they figured something out. So whatever it was you did in that KC game, even though you didn't come back and actually win it, uh, that that's, you need to pull from that because that actually Like How many times have we seen Miami, and it's not very often, get way down and then start to pull themselves back? They did it against Baltimore last year, and they started to do it against KC this year, and then that's been it. Most of the times when it starts to go badly, it just completely just goes off the rails. And And I think that's really the bigger question that that team and that coaching staff have to look in the mirror and ask themselves, what is it? about us that causes that is it because we come in with a certain mindset and as we realize this game's not going our way we don't we just don't have the mental fortitude to try and change direction are the coaches not able to make uh adjustments the way they need to make are the players just not adjusting to it are they are they seeing something they didn't expect to see and they don't know how to react I don't know the answers to those questions, but none of them lie in the other team was more physical. None of them lie in that old tired statement, man. That that's just all I'm saying.
3: And the uh, how many fans, you know, kind of got tightened up when uh, Dallas took the lead with three minutes to go. Um, Even though it was a close overall game, did you was not the same old Dolphins? Like, well, they they led most of the game. Then it was, uh, it was uh, 19 to 13, and they scored. It's 20 to, 20 to 19. And I won't lie, I kind of thought to myself, that's probably what the final score of this game is going to be because well, the, that's what the Dolphins do, right? And they came back from that. You mentioned the KC game where they started to come back from that. Sometimes these things just happen. Look, if you want to talk about an unraveling, look at former MVP candidate Brock Purdy. At home, in his building, goes up against the same Baltimore Ravens and just completely melts down. I mean, Tua didn't melt down. He had some bad throws, but he didn't melt down like that. No. So, the other thing that I would look at, now you can't do anything about Buffalo, but you played the Eagles at home. You played Kansas City. Neutral site, but it was a road game for you. You played uh, Buffalo on the road. You played the Ravens on the road. You played the Chargers opening week. They were supposed to be a playoff team. That's probably the best that team was or has been all season. You pulled that one out. Um, all the hard teams we played, we played
2: on the road exactly. except for Dallas, and we beat them. And we beat and them. also I'll point out at the end of that Dallas game. Yeah, we were down, but we were just down by a point. It wasn't unraveling, number one. Number two, that's an extremely, maybe the best defensive line in football. And our backups went and pushed their asses around for that last drive because we ran the shit out of the ball. Yeah. And we were running it down their damn throats to to solidify that game and kick that short field goal. So you can't tell me now all of a sudden a week later – we're just a wussy-ass team that, that, can't, that can't hang with other NFL teams. Like yeah, I just I mean, don't buy it, man. I just, I just don't buy that, that mindset or that thought process in the slightest.
3: Baltimore's just a really good team, and we face them in their building. And, and yeah, they, thank they, you. And they proved they were a really good team the week before when they yeah, went to San Fran. They, they, they went San Fran. Fran. I mean, we yeah. all expected San Fran to win. Most people picked San Fran to win. We were hoping and, for San Fran to win. And, and San Francisco, just, they they got it handed to them. So, um, Philadelphia got beat this week. The, the Chiefs lost to uh, Denver. They lost to Oakland. I watched that Oakland game. They lost to Oakland at home. Granted, Oakland's offense didn't do anything, um, but they still lost that game. So, again, It it was was tough. It's hard to watch. You don't like it. It sucks in the moment. But Miami was just outclassed this game. I would dare say any team in the NFL, you put them up against Baltimore right now, it's going to look the same. I mean, if you said, well, if if we could somehow transport Buffalo, the current Buffalo team. And remember, when Miami lost to Buffalo, it was in their building, and that was the healthiest they were pretty much all season. Uh, they didn't have Von Miller, but Von Miller hasn't done anything all year. They had Matt Bellano. They had their defensive tackle back. Everyone was healthy. They were a top five defense, top five offense. They were everything going into that game. Since then, they've been injured a little bit on defense. And what happens? Well, they barely, barely squeezed by the Giants. They lose to New England uh, on, at New England, where Miami won that game, should have won that game by more than a touchdown. Um, so, uh if anything, I'm not worried about Miami's physicality. I'm worried about their sloppiness, just their overall handling of things, like the 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 throw right before the two-minute warning at the first half. That was inexcusable. Why do you even make that play? There is no need to make that play. Worst-case scenario was the interception. But let's say it falls incomplete. Well, you you just wasted a down, and you possibly give them the ball back. Um now you're not thinking I'm going to turn the ball over, but that was that was a poor decision. Um so to your point, Lewis, I don't think it's Miami's necessarily less physical. They're just too cute for their own good. And That's they true. they they tend to get, you know, like the 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 quick passing, some some of the stuff which works for them, but they tend to get a little and I think that falls into what Ron was saying about the personality. That's kind of some quirky Mike McDaniel-type stuff. Sometimes you just have to play smart football. And I said this on the post game. At some point this season, probably this Sunday, if not, it's going to be in the playoffs. They're going to have to take a ball. They're going to have to turn to us back to the defense, fake a handoff, and do a traditional play-action pass. Because teams are like, well, we know what they're going to do. They're going to do this goofy, quirky stuff, and they're going to game plan for it, and you're going to have to counteract that. And sometimes you're just going to have to trust your offensive line, as, as beat up as they are, to get things done. So uh, I can't speak for the defense in this game. They, they just, they got worked. But the offense can do better. And again, it's not a, I don't think it's a physicality thing. It's just they're 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 trying to be cute with it and sometimes you can't be cute in a bar fight you gotta you gotta be mean and you gotta bring your knife you gotta break a beer bottle and go at somebody that's how buff that's how baltimore plays the game um and miami can play that way they just don't all the time duke do you know what you just sounded like to me i have no idea my definition of what
1: physicality means exactly just stop Man, no, you ain't just,
2: letting it go, are you, Lewis?
1: No, because he—he he just proved my point, man. <laughs>
2: no, they're not. It's not physicality. I gave you Thirty it's, it's, minutes of my best stuff, bro, and you just like—it's it's not physical. That.
3: It's not, not physicality. It's—it's it's schematic cuteness, like. I get the motions and all of that goofy stuff that they do, and it works for them. But at some point – At some
1: point, you're just going to have to play some actual football. Bro, like, go oh, yeah. the
3: football. We just go. won 11
2: win- – <laughs> dude, we've been one of the best defense's offenses in the NFL, but we haven't been playing actual football, Lewis. Now, Come on, bro. Yeah. Seriously.
3: It's, it's the play calling, and they've done this the past couple of weeks, and they're going to do it against Buffalo. And that's what worries me is that they – McDaniel is calling plays – at least to me, it appears he's calling plays as if he's scared the offensive line is going to collapse at any moment. I mean, I mean, can you blame him? You've got a guy playing center who's never played center before,
2: and you have second- or third-string-level dudes playing guard it's against so teams that have
3: really well, tough – But and, look, you know, Lester Cotton is like 330 friends. pounds. Robert oh, Lester Jones Cotton
1: is, pounds. The t- is the tough guy on that line right yeah, now. He's, he's, a he's a
3: mauler. What they don't do is get horizontal – Blocking what they can do very well is get up on your face and 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 block down. So to me, it's like quit running that little pitch back play, quit running this wide stuff, even though it did work a little bit. This game, Baltimore caught on to it. Run up up the gut, run up the middle. It's working now. I will say, not having Raheem Mustard in the game hurt because he's 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 got a uh, better vision, I think, than Jeff Wilson.
2: Yeah, he's a little and, bit.
3: Tougher runner. He's like a combination to me of
2: Wilson and, and yeah. Achan. He's That's not A-chan quite- but Wilson toughness or Wilson a- physicality.
3: Yeah, he doesn't have he doesn't have the, the size necessarily that Wilson has, but I think he runs he runs with better vision. And so I think he finds gaps in there that Wilson sometimes could struggle with. And even even at this point, Achan struggles a little bit with it just because he's a rookie. Uh, I was disappointed but-
2: we Trying use HN as a wide receiver more too. I thought that would he'd be the replacement. Instead, we were using Cedric Wilson, who sucks, and I'm tired of his ass. Sorry, I'm, he I'm scored done. the only. well he he, what, he
1: scored the one of the
2: only touchdowns the team had all game. He sucks, and he needs to be gone next year. <laughs> Period in the story. I'm tired of. Seeing well, I think I think again. he's I
3: think his contract is up because his he renewed his contract and chopped a year off of it. So I think he's gone. Good. Um, and, and, and listen, I'm. I, when it comes to the draft talk, and this is months down the road, I, I'm all for getting an offensive line, but, but I've said this for two years now. Miami needs another receiver. You've got Waddle. You've got Hill. Those guys are great. They take up like 70% of the receiving volume. Now, I will give hats off, Ron, that we were wrong on Durham Smythe. The guy is playing well, and they can oh, he use is. him a little more. But they don't have a – reliable third option now this season the third quote unquote third option has been the running game and they've leaned on the running game and most it's gotten it done 21 touchdowns team record can't say anything about that but they when when hill was out who that was the jets game right so hill was out waddle did great but they didn't have anybody else to throw to waddles out this game well hill does what hill does don't have anybody else to throw to chase claypool's not it Robbie Chosen's not it. Uh, Sid Wilson's not it. River Craycraft is a great blocker, but he's not that guy. They need a third option, somebody that is reliable. Now, I think at this point they could probably re-sign Claypool because I don't think he's going to demand high money anywhere. And it's worth saying, well, we'll give him a full year in the offense or whatever, because I think he did miss some time with an injury earlier this season. So whatever goes there. But, yeah, they they need – Need some help there. That so, third
2: option, in my opinion, needs to be a tight end. I think that's what this offense is missing. I understand Durham Smite's gotten involved a little bit. He's a good blocker. They—that's what—that's what McDaniel's offense is missing. He's—they're missing that guy, that dude at tight end. I just don't know how where how you find that dude. They're really rare. We don't have have a high enough pick to draft one, and rookies are slow to come along anyway. I honestly think that that's. I don't know that we need. It. When you say third option, I don't know that it needs to be a wide receiver as much as it need as we need a tight end. That's just my opinion on
3: it. I I, I would agree with that. I think it needs to come from. It's going to come there. I don't think a running back is necessary unless you want to completely incorporate somebody like H N as a guy that's like. All right, or you're going to get ten carries a game, but you're going to get ten targets a game, also kind of thing. So. I really wish they would have done that. Th- this week, I was
2: expecting it with Waddle being out that they would use the speed of of Achan, the threat of the speed at least, and, and line him out, out wide. And we just didn't hardly see that at all. I thought it was a big miss by McDaniel there, but maybe it, with him being a rookie, maybe it's just not in the cards yet. They're just not. They're just. There's a lot of responsibility in this offense when you line up as a wide receiver, so maybe they just didn't feel like. That that is a role for him yet. So, so I, I guess so, I won't I won't begrudge McDaniel for not doing it. I'm sure he had his reasons. I feel like I I wish that maybe they would have tried that.
3: The uh, yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see what they do against Buffalo because I don't I don't really. I haven't watched much Buffalo, so I don't know what their defense really looks like. I know it was good earlier in the season. And it's kind of they, dropped they, off.
2: They play good defense because they, they play well as a team, even when they're down
1: guys like they are. But,
2: but uh, Lewis, I see we got about 10 minutes left, so I guess we yeah, better start getting
1: into this Buffalo game a little while. Yeah. And get- I mean, there's not really much to say at this point. We already faced Buffalo once. We know how that turned out. Now the question becomes, how are they going to adjust so that it doesn't happen again? That's my concern. And I'm don't, and i not going to keep harping on it over and over again. I know we've done it all show, and I, it's my fault, and I apologize to anybody who got tired of listening to me, whatever. But this is where Miami has to come up with a solution. They need to – this is – like, if, you, if there was ever a must win, If you want any hope of going anywhere in the playoffs and at least getting the opportunity to face Baltimore again, because you will be facing Baltimore again if you make it to the AFC Championship game, you have to come up with a solution. You have to come up with a way to beat these kinds of teams. And so now here we are. We're about to face off against Josh Allen again. Josh Allen loves to play Miami. He loves to run around on us. He loves to do all sorts of crazy stuff that the team is not ready for. So we hit him. Not, okay. Yeah. Hit him. But yeah, we don't have go down when you hit him, man. It is That's the other problem. We And now dude, we don't, don't have that, Bradley. It ain't
2: just cause Miami hits him. That dude just don't go down. He is so hard to bring down. Lamar oh. doesn't get touched. Uh, Allen gets touched all day long and just doesn't go down. It's too. Look, I,
3: I said this about the running quarterback thing. And I said, I'll say this like Lamar is a different animal because of how elusive he is. Yeah, uh, Josh Allen's a big, tough dude. Uh, but. But they play positions that are not supposed to get hit, and they take a lot more hits than most people. And I hate when I watch Patrick Mahomes get out of the pocket and he scrambles and he's running down the sideline. And here comes a safety, full speed, and the safety lets up. Why? Because they know they'll get clobbered because it's Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Who cares? You know the what referees do. Well, look, if you hit him, it's going to be a fifteen-yard penalty anyway. Absolutely. Decleat him, and look—you're not going to do that necessarily with Josh Allen. But if he's yeah. fighting for extra, if, you're, if he's fighting for extra yards, okay, and you're Deshaun Elliott, who's probably our biggest hitter in the secondary, Kater Kohu. I'll say uh, Kater Kohu. Well, Deshaun Elliott is a safety, so he's going to be playing from depth. And Josh Allen's fighting for extra yards. You come up and you absolutely do everything in your power to hit the guy standing three players behind him. That's the one thing about the the current game that I'm not a fan of is they let up. And and that's why guys get hurt. Look, don't let up. Hit him. Well, it's not being physically, it's being it's it's old school football. Okay. Hit the guy and don't worry about the penalty. Take the 15 yards. Because here's what's going to happen. If you don't hit him, he's going to maybe make a play. If you hit him, you're going to get 15 yards. But he's going to feel that hit. And he's going to remember that hit. Do it on receivers. i I, I watched this. I saw it several years ago. It was the Ravens, of course. This is back back when football was allowed to be a little more physical than what it currently is. And Ed Reed, I believe it was, absolutely cleaned a Patriots receivers clock. I don't know if it was Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, who it was. Just crushed him. 15-yard penalty. Guess how many times they ran that route the rest of the game? Big Zero. 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 If they ran it, they didn't catch it. And Ed Reed said, so he's like, look, we, we knew there was going to be a penalty. We didn't care. We wanted to make sure that we took that route out of their playbook. What and team so, was he on? That was the Ravens. But like that, that's a different era of football. We're talking about 20 years ago. They don't hit. Nobody Nobody hits like that now. And that's the problem. The Ravens don't hit like that now. Nobody yeah. does. The Dolphins yeah, right. and Buffalo
2: don't either there, Lewis. No one's, yeah. no one's out playing physical ball like, sure like there's no Ronnie Lots and, and Steve Atwaters now. Like that's what you make it sound like. You make it sound like the Dolphins are out there playing like, you know, the way the Dolphins play, and Baltimore is like, you know, the the 85 Niners or something, bro. Like, yeah. like the 85 Bears. It's like, let's calm down. Like seriously. That's yeah, just that- not that is not how the football game is played anymore <laughs> these days. It just isn't. There are guys that are stronger than other guys at certain positions that you have to learn how to deal with. Those that's why those guys are perennial players. You know what I mean? It's just it's just but, but, simple
3: as that. We got perennial players too, man. I, I wanna see too. that against Josh Allen. Just just hit the guy. Make him feel your presence. Because- we can get our hands on him, but
2: I, I mean my bigger concern if we're talking about this Buffalo game is the fact that now we don't have Phillips or Chubb. I just don't like our chances with both those guys now gone. Our right, AVG pretty much was making up for Phillips, not fully, but now we
1: got now we're out Chubb too. What are we going to be playing like? I guess Ogba, Ingram and Ginkle and Ingram. Ogba, and then in in Melvin Ingram to spell and, and I questioned
2: and I questioned this prior to the game. Why in the hell was Ogba a healthy scratch when we had so many guys? That we didn't end up playing because they weren't healthy. You can't, and and was that the reason why Chubb was still out there when the game was over? Like it, like it's bygones now. It's done. What's done is done. But is that the reason? Because you didn't have Agba, so you still were leaving Chubb out there. Like I I I question that of not of, of Ogba as a healthy scratch. I I man, do I question that beyond anything else? And I questioned it. Before the game even started, it's not, it's not Monday morning quarterbacking with that, but it is what it is now. You know, I don't know how, I don't know how effective we're going to be against Buffalo and Josh Allen with our defensive line in the shape that it's in now.
1: I, 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 that's just my personal opinion. All right. So we're going to go ahead and skip, uh, heroes and zeros this time. Let's just go ahead and get into some scores here. Uh, Ron, you're the one – you just said that you're not sure how you like your chances, so uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. What's yeah. the score on Sunday?
2: There's only so much you can do until you start to lose your best players. And, man, we've just been down so many good players. Uh, if 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 we were doing this prediction on Saturday night and you told me we were going to have Waddle back and Jerome Baker was going to be back, like, I don't know. Is there even a chance Baker's back or is there not? I don't I, I haven't heard anything.
1: I don't know if he's going to be back yet or not. Yeah, I don't, gonna, I don't know. That he, I, I think, think the I think they're saving him for the playoffs because, again, they, throughout all of this and all of this complaining that I've done this entire show, Miami has already punched their ticket to the playoffs. They, yeah, they, no, it doesn't matter that. what happens. So, but,
2: boys, but never in a game was it more obvious the difference in talent level between Baker and Duke Riley as it was
1: this game.
2: Holy crap. Like they really did a great job of picking on Duke
1: Riley. It really, really, really did. And, and not it, for it, a moment did they throw in Channing Tyndall. Need to note that.
2: Yeah, and uh, and so I just, just you know, now you don't have Chubb, you don't have Phillips, you don't have Baker. The interior, the offensive line's done. Uh, like, like all backups. And Waddle's probably not going to play. We still don't know what's going on with Moster. I, I assume he's going to play, but I didn't think he was going to miss this game, man. They made it sound like. It was nothing, and then he didn't even play. Like I, unfortunately, I hate to say this, I, I got Buffalo winning this game somewhere around like twenty eight to twenty four, something like that. I just, I know Miami's at home, so they're gonna play better. I don't expect them to get routed, but I, I just think it comes to a point, and 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 we've never, we have yet to ever have an answer for Josh Allen, and even the one time we've beat him in the last four years, the dude threw for four hundred plus yards on us and ran for like another sixty. Or seventy. We have no answer for Allen. Flores' defense didn't have an answer for Allen. Uh, Fangio' defense doesn't seem to have an answer for Allen, although he's only had one shot at it. So, uh, uh, unfortunately, with those two factors, uh, I've got I've got Buffalo winning this game, taking the division, and we're going to be headed to. I guess it looks like we're heading to KC. Is that already kind of locked in stone? If we lose this week, I, I thought I'd heard that, but I wasn't sure.
1: Duke.
3: Uh, I think Miami scores twenty-one points. I don't know what Buffalo scores. Um, I think Miami can win this game, but you know it depends. I'm gonna wait and see. So, uh, twenty-one points for Miami. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a cop out, Duke. You can't
2: be like that, dude. You gotta pick a score, man. <laughs>
3: all right, twenty-one point three to twenty point eight, Miami. What is that, man? At least that's a prediction. (laughs) It's an impossible one. There ain't no decimals in football. It's it's gonna be that. It's gonna be that kind of close. By
2: three and a half points or four and a half points all the time, Lewis, So even though it's not possible to win or lose like
3: that, (laughs) I think it's. I think. I think Buffalo. I think Miami is going to. They are missing players, and that's going to hurt. But I think being at home, um, and I think that Buffalo. Buffalo has something to play for as well, <laughs> but I think yeah. Miami, the the home factor, I think coming off the loss factor. um I think again, it's, it's the George McFly Biff Tannen moment. And I think Miami can rise to that. Occasion.
2: Yeah. Where he turns around, he punches him. And sends exactly. Him and so in the time. deck.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I felt that way for a few weeks that it was going to have to come down to that. And uh, the Tennessee game, unfortunately, made that a reality. But I think that's that's how it's going to go. I think Buffalo, they've, they're winning, but they barely got by a bad, bad Chargers team with backups everywhere. And it took a, a last-minute field goal. They barely squeaked by the, the lowly Patriots, and the Patriots gifted them, what, like four or five turnovers or something?
2: Yeah, so, yeah that game was like, Within three points or seven points and Zabby had already thrown three.
3: And ticks. so I think Miami is going to, I think most will play. I think he'll, he, I think Miami is going to lean heavier on the run game. I think they're going to learn from some of these mistakes. I think they're going to get the bitter taste out of their mouth. And I, I think they're going to, as much as I would love them to score 49 points, just to, just so they can put one more than Buffalo put on them. I don't think it's going to get that way. I think it'll be a close game, much like the Dallas game. Uh, and I think Miami can prevail by a point or three um, in, in the end. So 21 points, I'll say 21-20 Miami. I am in the similar vein, but
1: I'm going to pick Miami. I'm going to pick the fact that they have home field advantage. I think that does a lot for them. I'm going to go, even though I, I already know that half the stadium is going to be filled with Buffalo fans. Cause that's always how it works. <laughs>
2: yeah. Destination but. place to go, man. It, you know, it, this time of year, not as much, but still people like, especially coming out of Buffalo, who the hell wants to be in Buffalo now? Who the hell wants to be in Buffalo ever really
1: Buffalo fans, apparently.
2: Yeah. Eh. But, any but case. they already live there and, you know, just yeah. just think there's no place else where good wings.
1: Yep. So I'm going to say Miami wins this game. I think Robert Hunt will come back and that will help a lot. I think Raheem Mostert will come back and that will help a lot. I, I always
2: it, think all these players are coming back and then they don't. And then, they, this okay, didn't even think we we're going to miss. Like I'm I don't know, they, know if
1: it's that because they can't Ryan. or they or McDaniel won't let them. Because Ethan and you know, Ethan, we talked about this whole load this, management thing on uh, I th- post. I think too. the load
2: management thing was a thing in the middle of the se- in the beginning of the season. It is still one now. management now. I think it's actually these guys are missing because they're hurt. Ethan which, which is, is there, true. and he
1: says that it's still a thing. Believe did you me, say?
2: Did happen. you say that Waddle? You thought Waddle would come back?
1: No, I did not say that. Well, I they, said uh, we'll see well, about Waddle. I don't think we're going to see Waddle of the season. Honestly, I don't think. Do that include playoffs? Yeah, that includes playoffs. I we need Waddle if if they don't put if Waddle can move and they don't put him out there, then I have an issue. I mean with Waddle's
2: him. not even really having a very good season anyway.
1: I mean let's be honest, even when for he's his down, standards, no. But he he still went for over a thousand yards.
2: That's true. I mean I guess that's true. I should remember that. I say oh he's not having a very good season. He did catch for another thousand yards again for his
1: for his standards <laughs> for what we are used to from Jalen Waddle. No, he didn't have a very good season. But that's because Tyreek was stealing all his touches. So. Well,
3: He's, but what Waddle Waddle's a, a different mentality. Um, he, he's a guy, I think that if if he he's gonna lie and say he's ready to go, whether he is or not. So um but we said this post game. I mean, what are you saving these guys for? I mean yeah, I don't I don't think they're saving anybody anymore. I think these guys are actually hurt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if if Robert Hunt doesn't play this week, it's because yeah, he's hurt. You're you're not he's saving safe. him because had you, you beat Tennessee? and you already have the division wrapped up, and you lose this game against uh, Baltimore, and you're like, well, we've got the two seed. We're solid. We can't do any more damage. We're resting everybody. Yeah. But this is a difference between playing at home, where you've scored, like, what, 30-something points a game, 40 points a game, versus going on the road. Uh, You know, you play them. And if they get hurt and they miss next week, so be it. But this is it. I mean, you have to play this game like, you don't have a playoff game. You have to play this game like it's lose or go home. And I don't know. We'll see. All right. I'm going to say
1: the Miami wins this game. I'm going to put it at 24-21. Aaron Anders basically made my uh, prediction for me. I'm going to say Jason Sanders is going to have to save the day somehow. He's going to have to kick a uh, 47-yard field goal to end it all.
2: Now, I mean, Sanders is kind of on a roll, man.
1: Yeah, I don't know what happened. Maybe he got back with Brent Grablichoff while I wasn't looking. I'll have to text him and ask. <laughs>
2: hey, yeah, find out. Find out, maybe, because that was like your thing, right, that he went away from that guy and um it was and started playing bad. That would be interesting. That's because, like that's like that's like saying like uh, like when Tyree Woods lost his uh, his his drive and it was all about because he wasn't with Butch Hardman anymore.
1: <laughs> I mean, I figure there's something to do with it. Right, I throw but- out a little golf there, you know, lighten right. the
2: mood since you and I've been fighting the whole the whole day.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? Apparently, us fighting uh, gets the numbers up because we've had more live viewers in this show than we've had in the past four shows combined. (laughs) Just keep, just consider that.
2: that. Somebody said somewhere on Twitter, dude, I don't know what's going on, but Lewis and
1: Rod are fighting. Come check this out. But anyway, yeah. uh, I appreciate everybody coming on and joining us for the live portion of this show and for everybody making leaving their comments in here. Uh, by the way, Wasim Hadi has been in the uh, show the whole time. Big difference between the second seed and the sixth seed. No holding back players. I agree. At this, I said it I'm during the game. Anybody who is, any man who is able needs to get their butts out there. I don't care if you are like, ow, oh, my knee. It's like, get out there. You need to play. This is what is this now or never kind of play right now. So that's going to be it for this show. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure, once again, you go to Factor. If you're going to get yourself a good meal plan before you uh, pig out on Sunday to watch the Miami Dolphins, go to Factormeals.com slash three yards per carry 50 you have to use the numbers three yards per carry five zero as the promo code you'll get 50 percent off your first order make sure you go and check out as well another the other new sponsors that we have which is black coral rum very distinctly florida go to steel tie spirits.com to be able to check that out and of course because i didn't mention them previously we have our old favorites make sure you go to pricepicks.com use the promo code five that's F I V E, and they will match up to one hundred dollars on your initial deposit when you sign up it's It's very easy to play. All you have to do is just choose whether your player is going to go more or less than their projected stat. Promo code 5, F-I-V-E. And also, we are affiliate sponsored by My Nintendo Store. Make sure you go ahead and click on the link in the description of this YouTube video as you are watching it. You'll be able to get bonus items upon making your orders of any of these awesome titles to be able to check out. So make sure you go ahead and do that. Again, My Nintendo Store, your greatest and easiest world of Nintendo doorway. All right. That's it. We will see you all next week. And hopefully the Miami Dolphins will have won
0: the division by then. And we will see you
1: all next time.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone.